0: Chapter 18 of Little Pilgrimages Among the Women Who Have Written Famous Books. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Little Pilgrimages Among the Women Who Have Written Famous Books by Edward Francis Harkins. Chapter 18 Pauline Bradford Mackey, Mrs. Hopkins pauline bradford mackey has distinguished herself as a writer of historical fiction and for this her work is worthy of close consideration upon the question of the merits and demerits of the historical novel has been spilled a vast amount of good ink it has been a bitter and long-drawn quarrel and much argument has been used to further the pet opinions of partisans of either side yet when everything is taken into consideration the weight of argument seems to be in the affirmative for as an educational factor is not the historical novel of real value the hurry and rush in the life of the everyday american is for the most part an expenditure of energy towards the accumulation of riches the present-day yankee is more essentially a trader than were his ancient dutch progenitors and although the education of the average citizen is high it has usually been in some specific channel and to the neglect of that knowledge which has been considered of a superficial character history is a branch of learning in which the average business mind has not been especially well grounded in the course of its preliminary training and that is the reason why the historical novel fills a needed gap in the lives of a busy people dealing honestly with ourselves we are obliged to acknowledge that there are many and wide breaches in our knowledge of history and even in the knowledge of the history of our own country perhaps the most trivial historical romance that we meet with may fill a gap that we are ashamed to acknowledge it may even stimulate our interest to such an extent that we are desirous of getting the facts first-hand and search the library shelves for the volume of reference that bears directly upon our subject and in this way accumulate a number of facts that are certainly of cultivating and broadening influence the novels of miss johnston have done much to foster a concern in the annals of early colonial virginia and two works the life of john paul jones and that of charles james fox were directly dependent upon the popularity of richard carville is it possible to point to a novel of the realistic school which set people to profitable employment of their intellects and to the discussion of events which have helped to make world history the work of pauline bradford Mackey does not exhibit the early influences of her literary career as do the creations of some other authors who have passed through a similar period of apprenticeship for two years after her graduation from the toledo high school she was engaged in writing for the toledo blade but perhaps with not sufficient seriousness for at the time she was anxious to become an artist and was almost as busy with the brush and pencil as with the pen this career however she soon abandoned for that of literature and although her early contributions to magazines besides the work upon the paper were very numerous she frankly admits that they were so seldom accepted that she has lost all track of them although born in connecticut at fairfield in eighteen seventy three her life has been spent in ohio her father the rev andrew mackey an episcopal clergyman and graduate of brown university was a scholar of repute and from him she inherits her love for writing and for good literature perhaps no embryo writer of romance who eventually has made a reputation of worth has had more trying experiences than fell to her when she first essayed the task of authorship the old peterson magazine published two of her early ventures but never paid for them and the first story for which she was ever paid appeared in worthington's magazine which issued only one number subsequent to that in which her article was published her first long story mademoiselle de berny had a conflicting career with the second ye little salem maid which possesses a distinctly humorous side the first had been refused by a philadelphia house but as they wished a girl story of considerable length ye little salem maid was written and sent to them again they were dissatisfied and sent it back with the statement that it was of but forty thousand words in length and they wished it to be extended to sixty so it was conscientiously rewritten and when the task was completed word was dispatched the critical publishers again they were dissatisfied this time with some point of trivial importance so the manuscript was promptly forwarded to a new york house which accepted it under the proviso that it be cut down to thirty thousand words or ten thousand below the original number its patient author once more rewrote the tale from the very beginning and sent it back meanwhile mademoiselle de berny the first manuscript had been accepted by the head of a boston firm and had appeared upon the bookstands to its publisher was dispatched word of the acceptance of the second manuscript and a telegram from him the day following was to the effect that as the publisher who had risked a venture upon the first book it was certainly right that he should have the second the book was accordingly withdrawn from the new york firm as no contract had yet been signed and was immediately mailed the second house but again rose a complication the head of the firm who had made all negotiations seriously objected to the character of cotton mather and likewise wished fifteen thousand words added to the book so the greater part of the entire manuscript was for the third time rewritten and in this form it appeared in print since its publication she tells us i have never had the courage to read it through in spite of the trials and tribulations of ye little salem maid before her final bow to society the criticisms of the press were most favorable to her general appearance and there was an unusual number of people who made her acquaintance and did so with pleasurable interest the scenes of the various fortunes which were her lot took place within the ancient town of salem at a time when the narrow-minded and bigoted inhabitants were in the height of the semi-religious frenzy over the crime of witchcraft the fact that miss mackey's grandmother was mahitabel bradford a direct descendant of the governor of massachusetts is what first turned her fancy to the events she here described and following the advice of louisa m alcott who was of the opinion that to write a book of interest one must plunge into the heart of a story and open it with a conversation allowing the actors to unfold the plot in themselves dramatically she had produced a story that had unquestioned merit mademoiselle de berny a romance of valley forge and of george washington as has been shown had outdistanced ye little salem maid in a somewhat complicated race for publication perhaps as an eminent reviewer has remarked this taste for the historical novel has been greatly stimulated by the war with spain for although we as a nation have always been patriotic there has been nothing actively exciting to our patriotism for a whole generation the battles in cuba stirred up an endless amount of enthusiasm and the pleasant consciousness that we were a world power and a great and powerful nation that came to us after the Battle of Manila Bay was something almost new, and something that it took some time to realize. For twenty years or more, the patriotic societies had been trying to make us fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, nephews, nieces, and cousins of colonial and revolutionary heroes, but with ill success now everyone was sure that his ancestors had been sterling heroes with musket and sword and it was but natural that all should be interested in the times of those who had made the beginnings of the country's greatness this is a perfectly reasonable argument but the fact that the realistic school had flooded the great literary sea with a mass of miserable material which people were expected to read and enjoy yet could not on account of its absolute worthlessness is perhaps another reason the same critic spoken of above has put the matter very tersely he says we found the workmanship of the realistic novel on a par with the hurried stuff that the reporters for the daily newspapers turn out at breakneck speed while the presses and the newsboys wait we do not read the novels to be instructed we are not hungry for sociological facts and conclusions when we take up a book for an evening's entertainment no we want to be entertained by being removed out of ourselves but i would rather be myself and bear with my own infirmities and perplexities than to spend a whole evening with a lot of very dull people in my neighbor's kitchen now your realist of the second or third class takes you into a kitchen through the area door and he does his very best to make you feel that you are one of that circle of domestics i have no objection to kitchens and none to domestics both in our present scheme of economy are necessary but if i go to a kitchen or am taken there i want it to be worth while in a georgian actress which appeared in nineteen hundred there was sufficient historical background to appeal to the most disinterested respecter of american history and a story of considerable interest told with naive freshness that was certainly invigorating the georgian actress was mistress Anne johnson daughter of sir william johnson agent of king george the third among the indians and residing at johnson hall on the mohawk in the years preceding the revolution here she was brought up in strict seclusion with her younger sister mary here called peggy under the tutelage of madame von Vranken, a personage who in youth had jilted sir william and then married a young dutch soldier but the frontier life had not interested her as had the frivolities of social london and there she spent a gay and joyous existence until the death of her husband in a battle with the indians feelings of the deepest remorse no doubt prompted her to take upon herself the education of sir william's children and to leave to them her fortune a young hunter daniel claus who subsequently turned out to be madame von Vranken's son and the heir to her estate now entered the story and with him anne fell desperately in love but a journey to england which she soon took with her younger sister temporarily separated the lovers In London she became the protégé of the immortal Garrick, with whom she appeared upon the stage, but the frontier lover eventually appeared and claimed her as his own. The scenes in London were an excellent portrait of the times of King George III, snuffy old drone from the German hive, and the view of Garrick, who damned America with polysyllabic oratundity and thoroughness, was quite true to the conception of him one gathers from histories of the time the effeminate horace walpole and gruff dr johnson were likewise present the book in fact showed genuine good workmanship and study and gave the reader some valuable knowledge instead of smearing a homely subject with dirt and other filth and serving it up with the plea that this was realism and hence should be pleasing to the palate one descriptive paragraph is worthy of quotation for the delicate almost stevensonian treatment of the landscape it is smoke from old Malshape's pipe said the indian as the hazy air grew bluer filling the gaps with purple morning after morning the sun came up and the delicate hoar-frost vanished like a breath each moment of the magic days seemed deliciously prolonged the tangled branches of the blackberry and the sumac's velvet plumes flamed along the byways in the outskirts of the forest although it would seem that such a fragile bit of prose must have been written in the very atmosphere of the land in which the scenes of the story were laid such was not the case a georgian actress was written at berkeley california where mrs hopkins had gone with her husband dr herbert Mueller hopkins who was a professor at the university and who now occupies the chair of latin at trinity college hartford connecticut here too her latest novel dealing with washington life during the civil war was written it is called the washingtonians and in it she has forsaken the colonial period of american history in which she has been so successful for that of a later date and one that is better known to the readers of the present day For this reason, it will be more difficult to please. Mrs. Hopkins is fond of gardening, of flowers, and of long walks. She is likewise fond of animals, and has several beautiful Irish setters. One handsome dog she recently lost was named Shamrock, and was of such a noble nature that she has in mind a story to write of him. Perhaps it will be her next venture. End of chapter 18